It's time for the BCHL Podcast. Here's your host, Jesse Adamson. Hey there, welcome to the BCHL Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Adamson. We are back once again with another great podcast for you with two fantastic interviews. First up, we speak with University of Connecticut forward and former Powell River King Johnny Evans, who was recently named Hockey East Player of the Week. And we also speak with current University of Minnesota Duluth forward and former Salmon Arm Silverback Luke Milmock. As I mentioned, first up, we'll speak with Evans. Evans is coming off a week where he had six points in a weekend sweep over Merrimack. And in one of those games, he scored four straight goals, becoming the first UConn player in the Division I era to score four in one game. He's in his junior season at Connecticut and has already eclipsed his career-high point total in just 15 games. Evans spent four seasons with the Powell River Kings from 2014 to 2018, His best year was in 2016-17 when he had 78 points and finished fifth in league scoring. We caught up with Evans to cover a number of topics, past and present, so let's hear what he had to say. So, Johnny, you were recently named Hockey East Player of the Week for the second time this year. Uh, You're coming off a game where you had uh, four goals against Merrimack, so I guess the first question I'll ask you is what's been working so well for you offensively this year? Um. Honestly, it's probably probably my uh, my line mates, like my teammates. Uh, they make it pretty easy on me. Um, they found me backdoor, a little tapping on like the first one, and then I'd say on the four goals, like I was just kind of at the like the right place at the right time, um, just kind of whacking them in. Honestly, but yeah. Uh, for those of us that that don't know, who are your line mates this year, and why do you think you've been able to build so much chemistry with them? Uh, so my line mates this year are, uh, Vlad first off, um, him and I, we were, uh, we were line mates last year. And, um, so he, uh, him and I, yeah, we had a good connection right away. Um, just building off last year. Uh, he left for world juniors and, and then he came back and then we've been clicking ever since. So that's one of them. And then the other one is Jakob Kondalik and, uh, me and, Yakum played like a few shifts together just like freshman year and then didn't uh didn't play together last year and then um this year got the opportunity to play with him and he's a really good really good playmaker he is a very good player so yeah uh so you're tied for for fourth in all of college hockey with 11 goals this year now uh your your 20 points through 15 games is already a career high for you since you've been at UConn so um compared to your last two years your freshman year and your sophomore year what's been the biggest difference uh this year and uh the uh, the improvements that we've seen um i would say honestly like covid kind of luckily not luckily helped but just uh gave me more time in the weight room, I would say, um, this, uh, summer and more time, uh, to w- work on my like individual training and stuff I needed to uh, improve on. So yeah, just built, it was building on that all off season and, um, even before the season, obviously. And then, yeah, I'd say it just helped my game on the ice. What were some of those specific things that you wanted to work on over the year? You mentioned you had a little more time to do it. So what, what exactly were you working on? Uh, just my strength um, on the ice, like my core, my legs. Mostly, yeah, just mostly my core, and my legs. Not really too focused on upper body, but that that came. Um, but yeah, just wanted to work on that and uh, just my edge work and just be uh, stronger in the corners and a little bit more explosive. So, yeah. 
Yeah, one thing I wanted to ask you, uh, so obviously this has been a strange year for everyone and, and hockey is no different. You've, um, you you and along with every other team have had to reschedule and cancel games because of COVID throughout the year. So I'm uh, just wondering what it's been like for you and your teammates having to deal with such a sporadic schedule and not necessarily knowing when or if uh, an upcoming scheduled game is actually going to happen. Yeah, it's honestly, it's been wild. Like we didn't know when our season was going to start. We had like four different, like official or like four different times we heard we were going to start. And then, uh, then it finally did. And it was kind of crazy. Like just, you don't even know who you're playing, um, the next weekend, which kind of, which kind of sucks, but we just kind of wait till Tuesday until the league announces it. And then you still don't even know if you're going to play that team all the way up until like Thursday, Friday, because you never know if a team gets COVID or if something happens with like our team. So it's been honestly just crazy, but all the guys have been like pretty plugged in and uh, just whoever we play where we try to get ready for them. And yeah. Am I correct that there isn't a schedule, um, at least a, a public schedule that's been announced um, for, for this month and the rest of the season? Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I, I think so, honestly, because I know that, um, like me and my roommates, we try to like look on like hockey and just see like who we're playing. And like, we were told like, we're going to play like Vermont one week and then they got COVID and like on the schedule it said that we were supposed to play UMass Lowell, but then we ended up playing Boston college. So uh-huh. it's like, yeah, this is like three different teams in the span of a couple of days. So we honestly have no idea like what's going on but yeah I, I i think you're right there so with with not knowing who you're going to be playing coming up this month and going forward and obviously there's still some time in the season um does that affect how you guys practice and prepare or are you just kind of doing your own thing and um no matter who they throw at you and when they throw it at you you guys will be ready yeah so yeah i'd say that um yeah we we're kind of ready for anyone but um we usually have like a hard day on Monday, just like battle day and stuff like that. And then, um, usually Tuesdays when the league like announces who's playing who, and then we just kind of, uh, build off of that and then, uh, practice, uh, what we need to know about the other team and then get ready for like a Friday, Saturday. So UConn, just looking at the roster, there's a lot of BCHL alum, uh, alumni on the team. Um, but I wanted to specifically ask you about Carter Turnbull, who uh, you played with in Powell River. Uh, three years together there and now another three at college. What's your relationship like with him? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a crazy ride with that guy. Um, yeah, like you said, we played together in Powell River for three years. And um, dating back to then, we... Uh, kind of always talked about going to the same uh, college like we wanted to go together because we thought it um because we played together his rookie year and my second year in Powell River and then played together our last year but yeah no it's been a crazy ride and that, yeah it's six years now and he's like family uh he lives in Nanaimo so it's not too far away from me so I usually go ferry over take a ferry over see him a couple of times and then he'll come over, we'll go golfing and hang out. So yeah, we have a really good friendship. I'd say. What did it do for you to, cause you guys came into Connecticut at the same time. What did it do for you to have a, a teammate and, and a guy, you know, so well come in uh, and start his college career at the same time you did. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. We were pretty lucky because uh, the class um, that left UConn, there was like 12 
uh, 12 guys that left just before he came in. So we kind of knew that and we um, wanted to play like right away, just being kind of older, I would say coming into college and um, yeah, I'd say it worked out for us. He's having a, he had a really good year last year and he's building off that this year. Like he already has like eight goals. I think like he's, yeah, he's having a really good season and I think uh, both of us are happy. Well, I know that both of us are happy with UConn and uh, yeah. Looking back to your, your time in the BCHL and your time in Powell River, you, you spent four full seasons there. Uh, when, you, when you think back to it and, and that time of your life and your career, what does that team and, and that city mean to you? Yeah, it means a lot, honestly. Like, I lived with uh, the same uh, lady uh, this, for four years, and she was awesome. She was like an older lady, Mary Jensen. And um, yeah, she had a lot of billets. She built it for like 20 years, and I was a little last one and uh, then she kind of called it quits after me so I built a really good relationship with her and uh yeah we still talk here and there and send her stuff at Christmas time and just yeah she's she's awesome she's she had a big part of my growing I would say because I went there when I was pretty young and she kind of took me in under her wing and um, helped me mature um but the team yeah it was honestly unreal like it's such a small town and such a community-based team and you know i would like wouldn't want to go to any other junior team honestly after uh spending my four years there i I had a lot of fun and like i built a lot of relationships over the four years and you know we had some good teams and a couple deep runs and playoffs so yeah some stuff i'll cherish forever yeah, when when I think about the Island Division, I, I always think about the rivalries within uh, those teams. Like uh, you, you, when you guys play in Victoria, Nanaimo, Cowichan, teams like that. Um, so we, specifically on the rivalries and, and the teams that you would play um, the most over those four years and in the playoffs, what do you remember about about those matchups? Yeah, I would say it always was like a big rivalry was like us and Victoria. I feel like we always <laughs> we always played them in like either like the second round or first round type thing. Uh, my first year we played Victoria and won in game six. My roommate Colton Sandberg he actually had a the overtime winner and it was his first of the season, so it was pretty pretty special moment for him. And obviously the team to move on to the second round. Then we unfortunately lost in the Nimo, and then the year after. Um, yeah, just uh, we lost in the uh, again, and then uh, Victoria we lost them in seven. But yeah, no playoffs is like a huge, huge thing, and uh, I would say yeah, Victoria and Nanaimo were probably our two rivals. Uh, Carter Berger on our team, he was on uh, he was on that Victoria team when we lost in double overtime my nineteen uh, year old year. So yeah, he kind of gives it to me a little bit still. <laughs> about that but yeah i know it's great because uh we got him back the next year so but yeah no honestly like playoffs like in the bchl like the island division is pretty like pretty cool like because you know a bunch of bunch of players on the other team so yeah you just take that in and yeah so 2016-17 was your best season in the BCHL. You finished fifth in league scoring with 78 points, but you also had another two teammates that were in the top 10 uh, in scoring, Tristan Mullen and Cam Donaldson. Um, that season specifically, uh, does that one stand out to you as kind of one of the more positive seasons in your time there? Yeah, yeah, yeah honestly, that was uh, that was the year I thought like our 
team was like really well connected and we all gelled and I really thought that we would have made like a really deep RBC run, but yeah, we ran into a to a good team and just a really good goalie and it yeah, just yeah, that one still stings on it honestly because I thought we had all the pieces to go really far. Like obviously the the next round would have been really tough, but um, but yeah, that team I still talk to like a lot of guys on that team. Like you said, Tristan Mullen and Cam Donaldson, like I. I still talk to those guys. I talk to Tristan almost like every other day, and I talk to Cam Donaldson like here and there quite a bit. So, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. But those two are those two are doing really good. They're at Cornell, and I know Tristan. He transferred to uh, Vermont. He's doing good there. And then I know uh, Cam Donaldson's. Uh, I think going somewhere next year too. So, yeah, happy for those guys. But yeah, that Just- team honestly, I thought had it had it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, just, just finishing up on the BCHL here. So you, you came into college, it seems ready to go. You were productive right from your freshman season. So, um, what, what did the Kings and, and playing in the BCHL, uh, do for your development and to prepare you for college hockey? Um, I feel like, I feel like the BCHL is honestly like a very good and kind of was kind of underrated for a while there for like producing like D1 um, D1 players but uh, I was fortunate enough to play with uh, some really good players like Jacob Pritchard uh, my rookie year in Paul River uh, he was at UMass uh, Jared Lucas Savages and Kurt Keats like those guys were like I would say like they went to like top programs and just kind of like um, learned from them and then kind of helped me throughout my four years and then that just like learning off of like new people kind of helped me translate my game to college. I would say, uh, last question for you. I was just going to ask you, um, so this is your junior year, but you do have one more year of eligibility next season, but, and I, and I know there's a lot of work to do on the ice, um, until then, but beyond college and, and after your senior year, what are your goals as far as your hockey career? Um, I, I honestly like I've really thought about um like going over to Europe I think that'd be pretty cool after my senior year I guess looking into like uh the future but yeah like I've <laughs> oh, it's funny I, me and uh Carter and I have talked about going to Europe <laughs> together to continue to maybe keep playing but we'll see we'll see how that goes but yeah that's honestly like um, something I have my eyes open for if uh, North American doesn't uh, doesn't work out. But yeah, I think Europe would be a pretty cool experience. Um, my old coach, um, Kyle Bodie there, he he was overseas in Europe and he was telling me back in Powell River that, um, that, you know, it's a really cool experience and like it's kind of once in a lifetime to go over there. So I've really thought about that and that's kind of what I have my eyes set on. So yeah that doesn't sound like a bad option at all um yeah yeah. so uh that's all i got for you so thank you so much for taking time and uh congrats on your success this year and, and good luck the rest of the season hey thank you so much for having me thank you very much to johnny evans for the time Moving on, our next interview is with University of Minnesota Duluth freshman and Salmon Arm Silverbacks alumni Luke Milmock. Milmock was recently listed as a C prospect in NHL Central Scouting's recent update of their players to watch list. 
which means he's projected as a potential late-round pick in the 2021 NHL entry draft. Milmock joined Salmon Arm last year midway through the season, but had an immediate impact on the team. He had 17 points in 26 regular season games after joining Salmon Arm in November, uh, but he really stepped up in the playoffs in the first-round sweep of the Victoria Grizzlies when he had four goals and one assist. Milmock joined us to talk about the big news about being on the draft list, his freshman season at UMD, and his time in Salmon Arm. Luke, you were recently listed on NHL Central Scouting's uh, recent Players to Watch update. Uh, what did it mean to you to see your name on there? I mean, obviously, it's pretty cool to see. You know, you work um, a lot of hours, a lot of days uh, to get noticed and make a name for yourself. But at the end of the day, that's not what you want to really um, point yourself towards. You want to, you don't want to let that get to your head at all. Obviously, it's an honor to be recognized as a good hockey player, but that's not the end goal um, in my mind. So you're your 2001 birthday, and I know you, you do have a late birthday, but um, your, your first initial draft year had come and gone. So was it a bit of a surprise um, to, to see your name there? And had you really thought much about getting drafted since then? Um, after the first year when it passed, I kind of said to myself, you know, that's not the end of it. I mean, you look at guys that um, get drafted in their second, third years. I mean, you look at Scotty Perunovich, um, who just won the Hobie Baker last year. I think he was a second-round pick after his freshman year in college, and I think it was his third year of draft eligibility. And, you know, that just goes to show that just because you don't get drafted your first year or even your second year, um, it doesn't really mean too much. Obviously, you, you want to get drafted. You know, that's a big goal for a lot of young kids and for myself as well. But um, getting drafted isn't what's going to make you a good hockey player. I mean, you look at guys that don't even get drafted, you know, play four years of college hockey, and, you know, they got a bunch of options where they want to sign. Like uh, Alex Ayafalo with the LA Kings, he played at UMD as well. And uh, he's on that first line with uh, Kopitar. And um, he's at a good past couple of years. So it just goes to show that um, getting drafted doesn't define what your hockey career is going to look like. Now that your, your name is on that list and, and you know, you're on the radar. Is it something that you allow yourself to think about during the year or do you do your best to just kind of keep it out of your mind and, and focus on the job at hand at, at Minnesota Duluth? I just try to keep my um, mind on the game, you know, there's obviously I did some things well to get me to that spot and I'm not thinking about, Oh, I'm trying to get higher now. I want to get to a B or an A ranking. I'm just going to keep doing what got me on that list to start with. So you're, you're well into your freshman year now at, at UMD. Uh, how has the transition been from uh, junior to college? Um, it, it was, it was difficult. You know, I mean, this NCAA is very fast, you know, very physical and uh, it was a big jump. But I think I've gone through the growing pains and um, that transition pretty well. And uh, I feel pretty comfortable at this level now. You know, we're playing against some pretty good teams. You know, I got to suit up against North Dakota, St. Cloud, um, Miami. You know, it's, it's been a fun freshman year so far. And uh, I'm looking forward to finishing, finishing it off this year with uh, a big five-game stretch down the road. 
you got your your first goal, uh, your first college goal about a month ago against St. Cloud. Uh, what do you remember about that that play and the goal and and the feeling afterwards? No, it was pretty surreal. I mean, uh, you know, I'm on the fourth line, and uh, you know, our job is to go out there, you know, create momentum, you know, just fly around the ice. Um, create plays, you know, get the guys going on the bench, uh, play the body. So um, we got out there and, you know, just did our job, you know, forechecking hard, uh, gets up to the point, I get the puck, uh, shoot around the D, try and block it, and then it just pops up right there in front of me and it just hard, shoot as hard as I could. And then I saw it go in. I was just like, no way. And then, you know, <laughs> the Sally teammates came over. It was pretty cool. And then uh, 42 seconds later, Blake Biondi, um, who was my line mate, scores his first goal as well so that was pretty cool too you know we stay out there and uh we're like all right that was a good shift and then we go out there scored another one so you know that got got the boys going uh tied the game up um which is uh pretty cool to do as a fourth line yeah and for a lot of freshmen coming in they do have to start on the fourth line or lots of times they're not even in the lineup so for you coming from junior and and you you played for salmon arm in the bchl you played in the ushl i i know you you weren't a fourth liner at that level so is it is it difficult to come in and, and play on that fourth line in a little bit of a reduced role do you have to change anything in your game how do you adapt to that um you know, you- you don't change really much. You know, I, I pride myself as a player who gives all, um, all the time, a hundred percent, uh, every shift. So I kind of have that fourth line mentality, um, already, you know, I've, I've been on the fourth line, you know, my first year junior in green Bay. And then, you know, I was a fourth line to start with uh, team West at the Wu junior A challenge. Um, so I, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it's not foreign to me, but it's definitely something that, I haven't been stuck with for too long in juniors or the midget level, you know, but it's, it's something when you're on the fourth line on, on a team that's top five in the nation, um, it's, it's still an honor to play and put, put that bulldog jersey on. So you just try to go out there and do what you can with what you got. Yeah. So, so for people that don't know, Minnesota Duluth is in the NCHC uh, and the NCHC started the, the regular season with a pod where uh, through the, the entire month of December, all the teams gathered and, and played in one location. And um, uh, unlike a typical college schedule, you, you guys were playing almost every, every other day, the nine games in 19 days. Uh, what was that experience like? And especially as an introduction for you to, to college hockey? It was, uh, I think it was pretty cool. You know, I mean, obviously it's not the type of first semester college, um, experience that you would, you have in mind certainly, but, um, you know, it's, we're the first conference to do it. We're the first teams to do it besides, you know, NHL teams. Um, and we kind of led the way for other programs across the country, um, doing a good job down there. You know, we're getting tested and like you said, we're playing, pretty much every other day, um, which was, it had a lot of, uh, wear and tear on your body, but you know, everyone's been going through the same thing. So you just kind of push through it. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a cool experience. You know, I, I enjoyed my time there. Uh, Minnesota Duluth has a, a really good history, a success, um, especially, um, in the last few years, uh, they've, they've been a really strong team and, and they have the national championships to, to show for it. So, um, a- after you got there and now that you've been there for a few months, what are your early impressions of the program and, and the school in general? No, every, everyone was just 
I mean, on the team, um, you look at our roster and almost half the guys are national champions. And I think there's one other guy in college hockey who's a national championship, national champion, sorry. Um, and I think he's on Denver. So that just goes to show um, what these guys, like how these guys know how to win. You know, they know what it takes, you know, every day. You can see it in them too. You see the top guys, you know, they're pushing themselves, pushing each other. Same thing with uh, Coach Scott Stanley. You know, he's, he doesn't expect perfection, but he expects you to work hard. You know, we pride ourselves on that blue-collar identity, um, just getting just getting gritty and doing the work nonstop, you know, giving 110%. Um, doesn't matter what play it is, you know, and, um, same with the school. I mean, I haven't had too much experience in the school. You know, I haven't had an in-person class yet. Um, but you know, going through campus, you know, everyone loves the hockey team. Everyone you meet, you tell me you're on the hockey team, like, Oh, no way. That's awesome. And then they ask you a bunch of questions about where you're from, how you got there and how the team's looking this year. So it's definitely cool. Um, experience and a, like a good environment to be in as a college hockey player. Wanted to ask you about your dad, uh, Jeremy. He's uh, a former pro hockey player. Um, you've, you've actually followed a fairly similar path as him started junior a moved on to college and, and hopefully next up will be the pros. So what does it mean to you uh, to have someone like that to lean on and, and knowing that they've gone through a lot of the same things you currently are? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. He's been there for me and my brother our whole lives, you know, um, giving us advice every step of the way. Um, and he's the first person I turn to when, you know, I got a question about um, the situation I'm in, how to deal with things. Because, you know, he's, he's my dad and I trust him very much. And um, to be able to turn to someone like that who's had experience, who's gone through some of the same things I have, it's uh, it's very meaningful to me to have him as a father who helps me out. Yeah. You, you, you're, you and your family are, are from Saskatchewan. You, you grew up playing in the, the Notre Dame hound system. Your, your dad, who we just spoke of is, is currently a big part of that program as well uh, from the coaching and, and the player development side. Uh, I know your brother uh, played in that program as well. What, what did the hounds mean to you and your family? I think it means everything to our family, you know, um, my dad and his siblings went there when they were younger too. And, um, Notre Dame opened up so many opportunities for them. Um, and to be able to put that Notre Dame jersey on same thing as my uncle's aunt and my father did is, uh, it's pretty cool. And then to see it come into fruition where me and my brother both get college scholarships, you know, um, my dad's running the program there. He coached me and my brother at Notre Dame and Bantam. Um, my dad was there when, uh, I won a, my team won a national championship in 2018. Um, so it's, it's definitely really cool. And it, Notre Dame means a lot to my family. And I know it's given me and my brother opportunities to chase our dreams and, uh, you know, really realize our goals. After your time in, in Notre Dame, you played a year and a half in the USHL and then joined Salmon Arm uh, midseason last year and came came out west here to the BCHL. Uh, even though you're only here for a short time, um, what were your impressions of Salmon Arm and, and the BC Hockey League in general? I loved my time in Salmon Arm. You know, I, I can't say enough about that place. You know, it's just an unreal spot. You know, you go to a rink, um, Shaw Center, we got really good facilities there, great weight room, great locker room and, uh, the coaching staff and, uh, 
just everyone on the staff is are great people. Um, fans treat you well there too. You know, we go there. It's not a huge rink, but you know, we pack it in. Fans are, uh, are loud at every game. So I love my time in Salmon Arm. It was definitely a spot that I want to go back to, you know, in the summers and visit again. It's, it's a really cool spot. I enjoyed my time there very much. Yeah, and that season I know for everyone uh, ended in a disappointing fashion when um, uh, the the season was shut down after the first round of the playoffs because of COVID. Uh, but <clears throat> excuse me, in that in that first round, you you still made a really big impression. You had four goals and an assist in a four game sweep over Victoria. Uh, is it fair to say that 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 was you playing at your best last year? Yeah, I think that was you know just a, a glimpse of my best. You know, I think I can do a lot more than that you know um this summer you know i think i got a lot better but yeah that was definitely um a series where you know everyone was locked in um everyone was ready to go and you know those points and how i did it was just a reflection on how well the team was prepared and how well we were prepared by our coaches you know through video through practice and uh we really just picked apart we watched a lot of video picked apart their weaknesses and um you know we were just ready to go so, yeah, it was disappointing um, to see it end so quickly. You know, we did kind of the same, um, like, uh, readiness for trail. But obviously that got cut short, which is uh, really sad for me and uh, the other guys moving on next year or this year. So, yeah, that was, uh, it was heartbreaking. Last question for you. I just want to bring it full circle and finish up on the draft. Um, obviously, there's no guarantees um, that that you will get selected. But if you were uh, drafted by an NHL team, uh, what would that mean to you? It would mean that the work is just starting. You know, you, you hear that all the time. And my dad, that's I think that's my dad's favorite quote to me and my brother. Whenever we accomplish something, you know, the work is just starting now. You know, and it's true. I mean. When I committed to Duluth, you know, I thought, you know, all right, I've done a lot of work and now I'm committed. Now I just got to play hockey. That's not true at all. You know, you, you get that commitment. Now you got to really push yourself to get ready. Same thing with juniors. You know, I, I got drafted and I had to work really hard to get ready for juniors. And um, same thing would happen if I were to get selected in the draft this, uh, this summer. Um, it just mean that, you know, I've worked hard to get where I am. You know, it would be an honor to get selected, but I got to work 20 times as hard to get to the NHL. And then I got to work 20 times as hard, you know, to make a spot, to make an impact. You know, the ladder just keeps going on and on. And you got to keep climbing and keep pushing yourself. All right, Luke. Well, thank you so much for the time. Uh, best of luck the rest of the season. And um, hopefully we, we all get to hear your name at the draft. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. And there you have it. Big thank you to my two guests, Johnny Evans and Luke Milmock, as we continue to keep the focus on BCHL alums who are making noise in college hockey. That does it for this episode. We'll be back again next week with another set of great interviews. Before we get out of here, just want to mention that the BCHL podcast is now available on Spotify. So if you're listening to this somewhere else and Spotify is your preferred uh, podcast host, uh, feel free to look us up. All of our archives are now available on Spotify. Also, before we sign off, as usual, a thank you to our producer, Greg Ballack. And another thank you to you, the listener, for sticking with us. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you listening and uh, we'll talk to you all again in a week. <laughs> <laughs>